podcast for Filthy Casuals by Filthy Casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 131, recorded Monday, December 18th. I'm your host David Holloway and joining me firstly is a man who epitomises Christmas, if Bad Santa and Home Alone are your only reference points. How are you, Simon? Well, considering I didn't have to do anything to that opening gag, I'm well. Yeah. That was... That was Golf clap. That was that was very well done, David. So I, I Where thought, did you steal that from? See, no, you know what? When I did that today, I thought Simon actually might like that one. So I didn't take that from anywhere. I actually created that myself. Oh, my God. Unemployment <laughs> obviously agrees with you. That's right. So I was quite proud. Yes. Um, it can only go downhill from here. And speaking of which, we also have a man whose idea of a Christmas gift is to comb last night's food out of his beard. How are you, Ben? Those are some delicious treats I'm combing out too, by the way. I can imagine. See, I didn't realise you had a beard until I saw you post something on Facebook. I thought, oh, there's a manly beard. <laughs> I've always had a beard. Yeah, um, I've just never picked up Actually, that, no, that recent photo is uh, actually quite a lot shorter, um, my new cut, um, but that's because it's summer. Mm. It's getting a little bit warm, having a nice big bushy beard, so I was like, all right, I'll trim it all back a bit and get nice and cleaned up. And that's what that's what we do yeah. here. It's all about personal hygiene and not much else. Welcome to the Beardcast on the AGPN network. <laughs> oh, say, that would be. Let's do the something called Beardcast. That would be excellent. I see. I, <laughs> if I didn't want to, drive, I'd Google now, and I bet you there already is one. Sadly, no, probably why not? So yeah, we're here for the last one for 2017. Um, it's been a big year, so we'll do a little bit of the review thing. But um, as always, we'll start with what we've been playing recently. So starting with you, Simon, what have you been into? Um, I've purchased a game called Outcast, which is actually, well, the game's pretty darned ancient. It came out on piece. I remember playing it on someone's IBM Aptiva. I think it was a Pentium. It was running <laughs> Windows 95 and... It's all very, very hazy, but I just remember it being pretty impressive because it's a probably, well, it was an open world game before the term open world even existed. Mm. It was really early on, but it's really quite quite amazing what they were able to do at the time. I mean, assuming you had a machine that was capable of running it because uh, it was pretty damn, it was the, the crisis of its day in a lot of regards, oh, yeah. really. But uh, it's been re-released on Xbox. Might be available on PC and uh, possibly PlayStation as well. I'm not sure, but uh, it's they've it's basically still the same game. They've just upped the texture quality and uh, the geometry, but otherwise plays exactly the same. And it's actually pretty damn playable. It's not quite as it's it's old school, but it's not anywhere near as creaky as you'd expect it to be. Okay, uh, and. Uh, Oh, been playing Minecraft, apparently. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a bit of Minecraft. Been playing on uh, on the Realms. So uh, I don't know why I'm playing on Realms because I'm just there on my own. So uh, once again, I'm having an online experience by myself. That's the only way so, to go. Uh, yeah, uh, there's, there's something medically wrong with Actually, I know there's something medically wrong with me, but that's a whole <laughs> different story. Uh, some Wolfenstein 2, some Skyforge, which finally is out in the Australian uh, Xbox store, which is great. Uh, so you can actually 
spend some money with them if you feel like it. It's a free-to-play game, and uh, I think it's quite fun. I, I enjoy the I enjoy the look of it. Um, it's it's the it's, some games have got an ambience. I just like that, and uh, some Warframe as well because, of course, I like a bit of shooty shooty action with uh, killing aliens and um, flying around on my little ship. Uh, with my my little robot buddy hanging off to one side, you know, because there's no other game like that on the market that isn't run by a bunch of complete assholes. Um, <laughs> but we'll get so, on yeah, to that. Yeah, we might get on to that. So that's nah. basically... Oh, and Sea of Thieves, yes. Oh, yes, good. <laughs> um, and ben, ben, who's madly typing in his games as we speak, what, what have you been playing? Oh... Uh, I'm just trying to write them all down because I'm actually sitting here struggling to remember what I've played for the last several weeks. Um, but I have played... Uh, actually, because we, we all talk about it a little bit later, but I actually saw Last Jedi yesterday um, and then came home and went to stream something yesterday afternoon and went, huh, I've got a free trial of uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 sitting there. I haven't played it yet. I know the progression system is horribly broken. Let's play it. So <laughs> I ended up playing that yesterday afternoon for a good four hours. Um, played through the first three missions of the campaign because that's all the trial will let you do. And then sat there playing um, a good chunk of uh, multiplayer in the, uh, what do they call it, Galactic Warfare and the Starfighter maps and had a blast. I actually really did enjoy it. Um, is the progression system horribly broken? Yes. Uh, is it pay to win? Yes. Um, can you play it and still manage to have a reasonably fun time without spending a dime? Yes. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised. The gameplay is great. The graphics are beautiful. I had a little bit of problem with some of the collision detection when you're in the um, Starfighter mode because sometimes you're sitting there, you swear, and you're like, I oh, no, no, my ship did not touch the edge of that ship because you're trying to thread the needle to like escape missiles or people following you like they do in the movies. And all of a sudden, your ship blows up, and you're like, I didn't touch it. What, what's going on? What's happening? So that bothered me a little. But the loot crates are 100% uh, pay to win. Um, I don't care how they spin it right at the moment. Without paying, uh, spending a cent, um, just loading up trial mode because I've got EA access, so I can get the trial modes and you get the bonuses for being EA access. I was given half a dozen or so loot crates, and... From those loot crates, I was given one epic purple item and three epic, uh, three green items. I, I can't remember what the levels exactly are, but I'm pretty sure purple's the top one. And um, I was able to level up one of my classes already to be level three or something without even starting the game or even spending a dime on a loot crate. So clearly there is a problem with the loot crate system mm. if your characters are leveling up just by opening up a couple of packs and attaching those cards to the, those classes. Um, and then I'd see other people and they'd be like having all these abilities and things like that. And it's like, okay, granted, they've probably played it a lot more than what I have, but it's also, yeah, it just, the progression system just felt horribly broken and confusing. And I'd go into the collection screen to look at the, um, the, the, like what things I could actually equip. And it was horribly confusing and to be honest I, was, I got to the screen like i don't want to do this let me just 
kill some stuff. I just want to play, and then I get horribly destroyed mm. by people that are well and truly overpowered because they have all the cards equipped. Um, so we'll probably talk a little bit more about the loot box system in a little bit because there's other plenty of other games doing loot boxes horribly as well at the moment. Um, in saying that, a game that does do loot boxes right, Heroes of the Storm, been playing that. Uh, they've got their Christmas event on. I actually spent some of the gems that I had saved up on some extra loot crates because uh, it was fun and got myself the Mouth Ale uh, candy cane skin where he actually has candy cane instead of Reaper Scythe, which was really cool. Um, then also been playing some Destiny 2 on PC because PC Master Race, why not? Um Spent a little bit of time playing some Jackbox Party Pack. Played some more of the Sea of Thieves Alpha. Wish I could say more about it, but let's just say hell of a lot of fun. Still would sp- pay money for it exactly the way it is now. And they've introduced the uh, progression system, so you will be able to see a bit of the progression system when the open beta hits next year. Um, and if you didn't see, it actually has the release date now for March 20th, which was announced as part of the Game Awards. And I think... I think that's pretty much me. Good work. Yeah, I love the Jackbox Party Pack. Um, it's a great little thing. You, know, you can just sit there and you know, you put it up on the TV or one screen, somewhere, like on the laptop out in the deck, and everyone just plays using their phone. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. Yeah, we've got all three packs, and, um, yeah, it's still, still a lot of fun. You um, know, Pack 4 just came out recently. Oh, see, well, okay, well, that's a must-buy, but that probably segues yeah. to my, my gains, which is so uh, – paltry now because um those on twitter will have heard me already whinge that my ps4 is a brick um since (laughs) the 5.01 update so i update 5 went fine and then from 5.01 i just get this bizarre error which on googling appears to have something to do with a corrupted drive although the drive was working perfectly and then there's rumors that it's to do with them uh, people having you know um hot rotted their ps4s with third party blu-rays and stuff like that anyway i waited patiently for a month for the 5.02 update in the hope that it would resolve it but it hasn't so i'm now off to eb games tomorrow to give them 144 dollars to hopefully repair it i mean you don't pay the money if they don't repair it so fingers crossed um well, and what, sounds like you need so did you try the usb reinstall yeah, oh, that's i've done all wow. so i've done the full install the partial install the usb via the internet mm-hmm. um, i've initialized i even uh, in desperation initialized the drive even though i have no way of confirming and here's something you could try sony it'd be nice if you could log into your PSN, net, like your PlayStation Network account, which you obviously can do online via a website, mm. but be able to tell whether your game data is actually backed up to the cloud because there is nowhere on PSN via the web that you can tell whether it is or isn't. Mm. If your subscription's current and you've got it listed as your uh, primary PS4, it should yeah. uh, auto That's up, what I'm banking on because otherwise I've um, literally lost every piece of Destiny. Um, as far well, as Destiny, game data. well, no, no, your Destiny game data is server side anyway. It's not saved locally on the console. Oh, good point. So you've just made my year. I had yeah. actually thought of um, that. The only thing I'm thinking is you've probably actually got a failed hard drive inside your PS4. Yeah, so have you be. tried swapping it out with another P- hard drive no, and doing no, I haven't. That way? I, okay. I'm assuming for my $144, I understand they probably won't put in another hard drive, but they should be at very least 
telling me, although for that, they just about bloody could, couldn't they? A one terabyte drive. They could. Yeah. <laughs> they could easily. I mean, I've got a two, I swapped mine out for a two terabyte drive earlier in the year, and I'm so glad I did. It was the best thing I ever did. Uh, just having all that storage space is fantastic. Yeah, so I might cross that bridge. So anyway, fingers crossed, and I more feel for one of my kids who has spent many dozens of hours playing Fallout 4, and I'm pretty sure, well, I don't know, but I'm hoping her data is backed up to the cloud, but I'm not sure how that works in that she has a separate account to me, so I'm assuming not, and she never signed into the PlayStation Network, so I'm guessing that may be gone. It may very well be gone, yes. I'd say. But mm. so there'll be devastation there if that's the case, but he's hoping. No, so anyway, she's young. She'll get over it. That's right. Um, so, yeah, basically all I've been playing is StarCraft 2. I have got a little bit back into World of Warcraft again, and you guessed it, some Candy Crush. Uh. So, so let's, let's move on. Um, now, I'm not sure. Let's try and um, merge in, if this is possible, Simon and Ben, the loot box update with Bungie being awful, or is that too big a stretch to merge those two things in together? I think we can post it together. Yeah, I thought it's all could. Simon, so I'll, I'll let him run with that one. <laughs> you, you start off, Simon, then we'll jump in. Well, can Bungie stop being awful? Is is it possible? Do you think? I've I've actually stopped calling Destiny do Destiny two uh, Destiny one point five. I'm just calling it Destiny point five now. <laughs> Yeah, they've gone a bit backwards, really, haven't they? Yeah, so one just... implies they've actually added, evolved, or progressed. Mm. And neither, and the, basically, what we ended up with is a slightly, slightly more filled out, but still essentially a shell of a game. And they're doing the same pissy uh, first two expansions in inverted commas. Mm. Uh, the same, same crap, minimalist crap that we got first time around it's just it's just rinse and repeat and uh i mean i I didn't buy the season pass because i got stung well and truly by them last time so i was Mm. cautious and i'm so glad i was because they actually no i I don't know who's behind it i don't really care uh all i know is that deej has got an awful job being um the 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 company shill for basically a, a broken product by a game, a, a developer who's basically lost all credibility for the wider mm. community. And, and the thing is, and I think we need to be clear on what the parts that are broken. It's the loot system, um, PvP servers are, you know, lagging. Actually, trials is really bad at the moment for PvP. Um, uh, the 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 DLC content, realistically, I mean, you can if you power through it you can knock out that story those story missions in about an hour but you can um, avoid the enemies yeah well that's it i that, that's it because i've had to do it twice both on playstation and ps4 so second time around i just sped sped run it the whole way through yeah um yeah. and i knocked it out in about it, an hour 20 and the infinite forest well yeah it's it's the infinite forest because you have to keep doing the same damn thing over and over again it mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it feels pretty infinite yeah, it's not exactly fun. Um, the adventures, the you know, some of it is okay, but most of it's pretty meh. It's just like, and don't get me wrong, graphically the game is beautiful. Gameplay wise, in terms of mechanics, fantastic. The sh- that's why we love Destiny. Is yeah. the shooting was top notch. Always um, has been. 
And but that's the only damn thing they've got to stand on at this point. Mm. Mm. Um, and even that's taking a bit of a knock because of the way they redeveloped the weapon system for Destiny yeah. Two, for Destiny One, going kinetic energy instead of secondary, primary, secondary, and heavy. Um, where in Destiny One you had your sniper and your shotgun, yeah, uh, and your fusion rifle in your secondary slot. In Destiny Two, that's now considered a power weapon, so the equivalent of a heavy weapon from Destiny One. So you don't the PvP system feels horribly broken at the moment as well. Um, and everyone was very willing to give it a chance at the start, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this feels new. It feels fresh. This is great." And then slowly but surely, it's like this just doesn't have the same fun factor that Destiny One's PvP had. It doesn't no. have the same ex- excitement. Um, even streamers, like popular Destiny streamers, are saying they just don't feel enjoyed or engaged with it as much as what they used to and even their viewers aren't engaged as much as what they used to be with it as well um so that's the big problem that destiny 2 has at the moment is it doesn't have that engage factor for me personally i mean i've still got friends that are playing on pc and ps4 uh quite regularly good for them that's that's great at the moment there is nothing there driving me to come back to the game and play it there really isn't i've come back in i've done the dlc and i'll go cool um, I don't really see any interest in actually playing it. Besides, mm. maybe if I could get all my clan together to check out the new raid lair content, there's no inch. I have zero interest in actually getting to that three thirty five uh, power level mark. I was already at three hundred five. I'm like, eh, I can go there if I really, really bothered. But I don't. I'm not really that interested in. There doesn't seem any incentive or reason for me to do it because. One, Iron Banner isn't Power Matters anymore. Two, Trials isn't Power Matters anymore. So what's the point in me, besides being able to do Prestige Mode, there's no reason or it, for me to upgrade my power level anymore. Um, and then they've got all the stuff going on with um, uh, the broken weapon as well, which was actually quite hilarious the way they fixed it. Here, Zer's selling it now. <laughs> Go play it. Um and then when they nerfed it, they said it will now go on. Uh, we're doing a over nerf at the moment until such time as we can properly play test it. So you didn't properly play test it before launch. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Of a studio owned by or, you know, being funded by Activision who have both High Moon and another third party studio also working under them. Hmm. You didn't have time to properly playtest one single weapon? Not to mention the fact that Blizzard's part of Activision. Let's not forget Blizzard. Is yeah, was, oh, I'm, I'm leaving like, Blizzard out of this because, hey, Blizzard do good stuff. They do. Let, let, let's face it. Blizzard are nailing the the, pod, the loot crate system. They are nailing their uh, community interactions. Um, granted, they're not going to, you know, not everyone's going to agree with like their nerfs and uh, buffs and things that they do with certain things in say Wolfenstein or not Wolfenstein, World of Warcraft. Sorry, uh, World of Warcraft or uh, Overwatch. Um, but Blizzard is nailing it. I'm loving the stuff they're doing in Heroes of Storm. It's all com- cosmetic loot items and things like that. It's not, you know, it's not stuff that feels like it's breaking the game, which is what something like Star Wars Battlefront does. But even Bungie's one at the moment, you've got the... And granted, yes, these are exotic, so bear with me. They are exotic. Uh, not exotic. Um, um, cosmetic, sorry. Uh, 
like the speeders, uh, sorry, sparrows and the ships are exotics. Mm. But wouldn't it have better served the game to have the exotic sparrow or an exotic sparrow drop from, say, a nightfall reward instead of being something you buy or get from the uh, loot box system? Yeah. Or maybe make it so the exotic, a couple of the exotic ships drop from the strike playlist. I haven't played strikes since the original moments. Uh, what do they call them? Um, what do they call the quests in Destiny 2? See, I haven't played it properly in so long. I don't, I don't remember what the, all the terms are. Oh, um, it starts with M or something like uh, milestones. Milestones. Um, oh, yeah. So when so I haven't played strikes properly since the original milestone saying, "Oh, go play two strikes. We'll give you a weapon afterwards. You know, you'll get a reward." Yeah. Um, since then, I've I've noticed no reason to play a strike. I'm max level. I can just grind um, public events or play PvP to get gear. There's no incentive for me to go into a strike and complete a strike on normal mode. I hear the new heroic mode for strikes is actually, you know, quite rewarding. You get quite a fair bit of loot from it, so it's worth doing now. But still, you don't have, like, in Destiny 1, we had strike uh, exclusive weapons and armor and things like that that would drop from certain strikes. Hence why in Rise of Iron, they had the skeleton key, so you had more of a high chance of receiving said strike-specific weapon or armor piece. Um, how could they break... How could the, they... They, they the, had everything... Retrograde. I mean, what happened? What happened? I don't... This is the thing that I don't know. Did they stop talking? Did Luke Smith and... Uh, who's the other guy that developed Destiny... Or was the lead designer on... Lead director... Anyway. Anyway, the two lead directors, after they did Taken King, did they not pay attention to everything else that the rest of the company did in the two years between Taken King and Destiny 2? Did they just ignore it? I mean, there's all this content that we had in Destiny 1. Granted, yes, it's a new game. You kind of lose a bit of the stuff, and they will add things into it. They have said they're bringing back private playlists in the new year. But at the end of the day, something like strike-specific loot, it seems like a pretty easy thing, and that's something they... in they implemented in the Taken King. It wasn't something they added into it in Rise of Iron. That's something they implemented in, in Taken King, which is what those guys developed, uh, directed. Um, so to me, it just seems... Uh, it's just baffling. It's like they've taken 10 steps backwards. So let's let's expand it out a bit beyond Bungie and Destiny 2 to mm. the wider games industry. So there's a lot of this shit going on at the moment with yep. loot boxes and that. So um, probably throwing to you first, Simon, what, what's your take at the wider level? Is is this a, a systemic change that we're seeing there or is it something that they've they've put their toe in the water and just about had it bitten off by piranhas and, and maybe will step it back a bit? It's kind of hard to say because... Uh, obviously, Activision's taken not Activision, um, although they're definitely they're definitely working cool. that out the list. Um, yeah. But yeah, EA definitely got a, a few good knocks in their share price dipped. It's it's been recovering over the last last week or so. Um, but then it's kind of difficult to say exactly what their forecasts are because their guidance that is uh, mm-hmm. the amount that they tell shareholders that this is what we expect our, our dividends or your the, the money you're going to get at the end of the financial year or per quarter is going to be they've had to modify that 
if they can't start monetizing their games more effectively or at least as effectively as they were planning to that's going to take a hit and that may have a longer-term effect on their share price that is going to cause a lot of trouble obviously but as far as the the broader landscape goes yeah it's uh, i mean it's been building let's face it and battlefront was battlefront 2 was just the the last straw, I think, for a lot of people. And then, of course, when um, Need for Speed Payback and uh, UFC 3, which, good God, it's like they just basically got UFC 2 and just stuck the game on the on the same damn CD with a, mm. with maybe... I mean, the same music, same animations. You can, you can find side-by-sides on... It's, uh, it's literally just an updated character list, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same damn game. It's um, and granted, you could say they do the same thing with Madden and FIFA, and so forth. But mm-hmm. it's hey, at every- least they update the soundtrack every year. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose yeah, great <laughs> new songs license. <laughs> Yay! But, uh, the the sad thing is that for them at least is that everyone is really scrutinising not only what they're doing but what everyone else is doing. You had the Game Awards. Uh, there was a couple of. Really good hits landed there as far as loot boxes are scummy. And mm-hmm. now we've had developers coming out, and I think the latest one was Obsidian, who's uh, come out basically at, say, uh, no loot boxes with our games. Yeah. And they're, they're um, being released through 2K. It's their publisher at the moment. And 2K are pretty damn keen on loot boxes, but obviously it's, uh, they seem to be... I think okay. Luke, I think it's, someone like Two K would be okay with it because they've got all that Grand Theft Auto money. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is, there is that. Well, incidentally, uh, I think we will find that uh, GTA Five is one of the best-selling games of 2017. Too surprisingly, I think Not it's one of the best-selling games of all time. Pretty much, it's like Minecraft. So. It's going and going and going. Mm-hmm. So. But the, as as far as loot boxes go, are they going to just? It's basically it's a poison chalice at this point. You have you have. Uh, I don't think people re- object to microtransactions for some cosmetic stuff as long as you're getting you're getting what you pay for. Well, people want to yeah, now. That well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think you need to incentivize it as well to say, hey, if we're going to roll the dice on a loot crate. But I could spend, say, okay, say, let's say a loot box costs me 10 credits or whatever the currency happens to be. This is all phantom made-up numbers, people. Um, But the item I want costs me 20 credits. Now, I could spend that 20 credits on two loot boxes and maybe, if I'm lucky, get that item. Or I could just spend the 20 20 credits on that item. I think that's the way that it needs to be done, but obviously, again, it has to be 100% cosmetic because otherwise it becomes pay to win. Exactly. You, have a... so you need to. They need to be able to, and they've done this in China, which is one of the reasons mm. why Blizzard completely rejigged the way uh, things were presented mm. there because <laughs> Blizzard are. They actually to... say how how many what the odds are now. They, well, they do now. Yeah, they do now. Whether or not they they're the same as what they were before. That's up to Blizzard to say if, you know. Take yeah, it with, I'm going right. to take it with a grain of salt. And Blizzard, I think, have earned a lot of good faith from 
the gaming community. So I'm going to believe them. But yeah, well, you, I mean, you're welcome to do that. I, I think mm. you're probably a bit daft personally because I don't think you can. Oh, no, them. look. None of these companies are our friends. So you need to be, the, whether, it's the EA, day, whether it's EA or Blizzard, you need to scrutinize them. You need oh, to. Oh, no, keep definitely. Checking. Definitely. But I think I think Blizzard's earned a bit of my good faith. So, you know, I'll, well, I'll believe them in this instance. But whether or not, or it is. Well. And, yeah. and look what they did with that. So. Oh, that's true. Hey, when the, when Blizzard screw up, I'll call them out on it. At the moment, they're not screwing up. No, and hopefully they don't. So, and hopefully no, I hope they don't. I really the do, and I think, level. and that's one of the things. Blizzard is a part of Activision, but at the end of the day, Blizzard's its own entity and does its own things, and it doesn't really answer to Activision a hell of a lot because it makes a shit ton of money by itself. Yes. Um. But. The other thing I was going to point out is uh, obviously EA is copping a hell of a lot of flack. Um, and the other one that copped a bit of flack earlier in the year, which was uh, WB for uh, Shadows of Mordor. No, Shadows of, Shadow of War? Shadow of War, yeah. Yeah, Shadow of War. Um, you know, that copped a bit of flack as well because that was a little bit pay to win, but at the end of the day had zero effect on the game, most, well, 90% of the game the realistically. So it didn't have a huge, massive effect. Um, the one thing I want to point out is one company who is synonymous with loot box or microtransaction systems and things like that has been well and truly left out a lot of the conversation this year. Um, I think they're actually, they've come around and they're nailing it right at the moment because they're not making it pay to win. They're not making it, Obnox uh, still pretty obnoxious with some of their games, but you know they they're being successful. They're not in the news headlines every other week, and that's Ubisoft. I mean, think about it. I mean, they've just had an Assassin's Creed game come out, which everyone's raving about. They're saying it's fantastic. Yes, it is. And no one's talking about microtransactions for them. No one's talking about a broken product, and they're just doing their thing. Ghost Recon, up until recently, was one of the highest-selling games for the year. And that was up until Destiny 2. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a quiet achiever. Uh, a game like Rainbow Six Siege, another game that's been around for two, three years now, still bringing out new content, uh, has a wonderful community, and is in the top ten of the NDA... Not NDA. Uh, what do they call it? The... The numbers in America? Yep. Yeah, yeah like the, the top 10 sales numbers in America at the moment. And it's a three-year, it's a two, three-year-old game. Um, yeah, softer the good guys at the moment, which is... Yeah, <laughs> which is weird. Um, Divisions just released another content update, which people are raving about again. This is the thing. Um, I'm just pointing out there is ways to do this right. Ubisoft's doing it right, clearly, because they've earned some faith of their gaming communities that are stuck with them. Um, mm -hmm. The Ghost Recon, actually, the Ghost Recon patch that just came out last Friday is a Predator. You know, you go chasing down the Predator. You play, basically, the Predator movie in the Bosnian jungle where the Predator movie was set. That's fantastic. I, that's that's such an, that's a masterstroke. That is just... It's, it's brilliant. Right. It's great. You, you, the first time I watched the trailer, I was like... Why are they doing this? <laughs> and I thought, why haven't they done this sooner? This is effing brilliant. I love this. This is great. I love Predator. Um, 
but yeah, so this is the thing. Like your company like Ubisoft doing great things. They're rewarding their community for sticking with them, and they rewarded their patience and. You, they're seeing the fruits of their labor. So good on them. Congratulations to Ubisoft for a fantastic year. Um, you've got companies like Blizzard that are continually just continu- just doing great things at the moment. So good for them as well. But then we've got on the other, flip side of the coin, Activision's other people around them uh, stuffing up here, there, and everywhere. And then uh, EA and WB and whoever else. I can't. There's been so many loot crate disasters this year. Um, or in this last half of the year anyway, that it's just mind-boggling how some are getting it so very, very right while others are getting it very, very wrong. Yeah, so much so that they've even managed to attract the eye of legislators. So that's Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, Speaking of uh, how things pan out, um, (laughs) if, if anyone remembers, uh, we did mention uh, doing an anthem podcast or we were planning one. Um, I just thought uh, while we're on this topic, I'd mention that uh, that's currently on hold because we don't trust, what was the phrase I've been using? Uh, I don't trust EA to take a dump without spraying the walls with shit. Uh, (laughs) So until we find out how Anthemic is going to be monetized and supported, uh, we ain't touching it. So yeah, EA, but... No thanks. Also, it's a bit hard to make a podcast when all we've seen from Anthem is one trailer at E3, and that's it. Oh, it's a pretty trailer, though. It's very. Oh, it was a very good trailer, and that's it, exactly it, what the it game made me very excited. But like. well, we're not seeing that game till 2019 at the earliest, anyway. Which it makes oh. me feel a bit foolish for for quitting my job to work on Anthem podcast full time. But I still agree with putting it on hold. Mm. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you should you should get an award for that, David. You should get an award for it. You should. Are Speaking there, of awards, yeah, are the game awards. Yeah, I've heard there are game awards. Um, have there been any recently? There no. was. Oh, was did, pe- did people win things? Oh, yes. there's the Dash Awards. Are you talking about those? No, I have no idea. Well, I'm just trying to segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But, um. The- the woman who did was it the voice acting I think for um, oh god I've forgotten the damn name of the 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 one the one with the uh, the voices in in a head I've I've forgotten the name of it you know uh, Hellblade's as soon as sacrifice that's the one thank you yes you're right she she got an award uh, I would say that she, she definitely earned that especially since she's not a professional voice actor. Like she actually did the motion capture as well and yeah. the facial animations and again not a professional actor congratulations to, i can't remember her name but yeah like that's that's her first piece of professional acting that she's ever really done so congratulations to her um i think the other, probably the couple of big highlights that we need to take away from the game awards uh see if these got announced uh there was a potential new game announced from from software um Highlights for the winners, I think. Uh, let me see. Who was a good one? Uh, I know well, Candy yeah, Crush can't... got an award, I think. No, I didn't. Cuphead oh. um, which is Cuphead sweet. won best. They actually won three awards, I think, from memory in total. Um, but best indie game of the year, which was, you know, really deserving um, for MDHR. Um, one of the other big ones, uh, obviously, I think... Uh, Game of the Year award itself for Game of the Year was Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I think that actually it 
I mean, it doesn't. It's not surprising because everyone was raving about that game all year long. Um, and you have a look at the other games that was nominated alongside. They are all worthy of being nominated. Even PUBG, if you're on the side of the fence where it shouldn't have been nominated because it's technically not released. Um, but yeah, the day, it's had a fantastic year as well. So while I don't think it de- it definitely didn't deserve to win because it's it's definitely not even a completed product by my standards. But you know, I. I hate nominating it and giving it the credit and the hype uh, rewarding its um accomplishments from it throughout the year definitely worthwhile uh, and it is a fun game i love playing it it's, it's great to play with friends um but zelda you know knocked it out of the park clearly mm. was it my game of the year no but i think it's deserving of a game of the year what was your game of the year ben south park fractured but whole Simon? It's the game I had the most fun with. Is any other highlights, Ben? Says he's segueing flawlessly. <laughs> oh, from the year, yeah. I'm just, I'm just yeah. funny you should say that. Just thinking, what were the highlights of 2017? Yeah, yeah I was just wondering that as well. What else, mm. Ben? Regale us uh, with your wondrous knowledge. Hmm, <laughs> what else was a highlight? Um, E3 was pretty highlighting, wasn't it? From this year. Have you got any game highlights from the year? Did any? Me? Mm. Mm. Actually, I am still a big fan of Prey. I don't know that I'd say it was my game of the year. I think Breath of the Wild was definitely right up there. Partly, mm-hmm. not just not just because of the, the game and the fact that it was a, a significant evolution on the franchise. It, it's kind of all wrapped up in the the wonder of actually being being able to play it on a tablet. Yeah. Um, that That's definitely part of it. And I think, so I don't know that the game, it's it's game of the year really because it's kind of all wrapped up as a part of a holistic experience with the hardware. Just and want also, to say uh, a Wii U game, one game of the year. Yeah, see, yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think we would have, we would have uh, given it that much credit at that point. Although it still looks good on the Wii U. Oh, yeah. I, I have a Wii U copy. I'm granted I've played it more on the Switch. Um, although the game world is kind of empty, there's there's a whole lot of nothing in between stuff. But mm. uh, I, I do I do love the uh, the the puzzle sections and so on. I love Prey because of the the different ways you can approach it. It it is a it, it is a stealth game, and uh, it's the environments are so well designed. I really enjoyed Hitman. Ended up playing that whole thing. Uh, as one, rather than just doing the episodically. Um, what else? Um, well, I'll just Drum- say, I mean, oh, I, I, we did mention Ghost Recon before. That's That's got to be a highlight of the year for me. I had a wonderful time playing in that world um, and going through Bosnia and being stealthy because uh, it's nice to have a Tom Clancy game like that out on the market. Um, I still really want Splinter, another Splinter Cell game, but this will do me for the time being. In the co-op mode, you, drop in, drop out co-op was fantastic. Sorry, do, you we'll get, do you think we'll get us another Splinter Cell game? Uh, it, was, it was questioned of the Ubisoft guys back at E3. They said there's nothing to announce. Chances are they may announce one next year, if not the year after, if we're lucky. But, yeah, nothing to announce is one of those PR answers that means yeah. we've something kind of underway but we're not yeah. really about it yeah i, so don't, I, very I, early I think it, it'd be very very early development if anything um I don't know. 
Injustice 2 was a pretty cool highlight. The story mode in that was fantastic. And it actually won Best Fighter of the Year too um, for the Game Game Awards, uh, beating out Tekken 7. I don't oh. know what else it was up against. Maybe WWE 2K something or other. <laughs> um, just talking about story campaigns, just I just want to go back to Battlefront 2 very briefly. Mm. It was shit. I've only seen the first three levels. And <laughs> yeah, that's, play that's, it. that's where that's, it was good. And then yeah, it just, so that's uh, why they cut it off after that three levels. Shit. Gotcha. That's why they cut it off. The the fact that they the the hacks that wrote that ended up having to retcon Operation Cinder, so to to make the uh, the totally not surprising, kind of predictable and really depressingly stupid twist in inverted commas. They had in that oh such a that campaign was such a letdown. Just don't go into things expecting good stuff, people. You just get your your house well, actually, burnt out in your saying family. That, in saying that, I after several months eventually did go back and start playing through Mass Effect Andromeda a lot more. And because yeah. I had super, super low expectations, granted a lot of the technical issues had been fixed by this stage. Um and I wasn't really expecting a hell of a lot from anything else to do with the game. I actually managed to enjoy quite a bit of time with the game. I had a reasonable amount of fun with it. Uh, yeah, would I give it a, a That's the yeah. right approach. Is you, 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 if you carry in expectations, what you can't blame the game because it didn't meet what you, fevered imaginings you happen to have in yeah. your brain. You, you have to take it for what it is and enjoy it for what it is. And if you don't enjoy it for what it is, fair enough. If yep. you don't enjoy it because it's not what you imagined it was going to be, then, well, <laughs> the fault is yours, fucko. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's the thing. You know, granted, yeah, it's probably about a 7.5, 8 out of 10 game, Mass Effect Andromeda, story-wise and gameplay-wise and everything like that. So it doesn't live up to the expectations of what Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 were, which were 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 games. Mm. Mass Effect 2 was a fantastic piece of game. It, it really was. It was one of the best games of the last generation. Um, yep, that's fair. Which is, you know, it's fair. It's one of my favourite games mm. of the last generation of, of consoles. Um, the only reason why I rated above Mass Effect 3 is because the ending of Mass Effect 2 was a hell of a lot better than Mass Effect 3 was. Because um, that was a train wreck. <laughs> but the game, Mass Effect 3 as an overall game, probably was a lot better than Mass Effect 2. And uh, talking uh, of, of old games... I. I'll just jump in with one thing. I tried Skyrim V. Yes, sorry, having trouble with words. Skyrim VR um, mm-hmm. for a while. That's a great experience. Yes, it's actually a game experience, but it's it's a it's an amazing experience to just look around and wander around. If you <laughs> combat is absolutely diabolical, uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's it's cool. So buy yeah. it, take it back to the shop. Get a refund. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know what other highlights were at throughout the year. Um, I think I've pretty much covered everything yeah, that sure. I can think of or that I was interested in. Agreed. Um, let's get on to the truly fun stuff then. Let's, oh, what's that? Sure. Um, let's talk about briefly, or actually before I start, so the plan is for the new year if we have at least three people um, on Twitter or email or whatever, put their hand up and go, yes, please, we'd love you to do a roundtable discussion dedicated purely to The Last <laughs> Jedi. 
Um, Simon, Ben and my plan is to do just that with an extra guest. Um, so do let us know. Maybe two. Like. Maybe two. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. two. Oh, I've got we one can, lined we can, up. We can, we can maybe get two or three. I, I know quite a few people that would like to talk about it. Well, sure. I've, I've got one confirmed already. So, yeah. There we go. Um, but let's do a brief spoiler-free Last Jedi discussion, given that it's been uh, a week, or well, not quite a week, but coming up to a week since it came out. Uh, by the time you listen to this, um, I might as well start with this one. So I w- uh, was planning on going to a midnight screening, was feeling like crap. Uh, so I didn't, but saw it the very next day and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, thought it was definitely better than The Force Awakens from, a, oh my God, you know, the, this is just a replica of the original. And, you know, there's, I don't think this counts as a spoiler, does it, guys, to say that there's no Death Star <laughs> or anything remotely resembling a Death Star? Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's not, not a spoiler, I suppose. No, well, it's oh, fair. No, I suppose not. It's at least you're not mentioning Judd. Oh, Judd. Oh no, sorry, we can't. Be, no. So, no. <laughs> um, I enjoyed can the hell talk, out of can it. Can we talk about? Can we talk about Steve? Oh, maybe not. Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Austin. Steve Austin, man barely alive. No. <laughs> um. So yeah, overall, I enjoy. Should, I enjoyed. Should we mention Kevin Spacey's cameo? Oh, oh that's there. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought it was a little bit long. I, I thought they could have knocked 15, 20 minutes off it without trying too hard, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's a bit hard mm. to go without giving any spoilers away. Um, some people compare it as being a little bit like Empire Strikes Back, and I can see that analogy applying in some respects uh, yeah yeah it, it i think it applies because i think that's what the tonally they were trying to achieve was an empire strikes back style film yeah. um, um but you know i mean critics are loving it um fans not so much it, it's very split opinion if you look at rotten tomatoes about a 50 something percent fan rating versus 76 or 8 or something from critics uh, I, I would those people need to pull their heads out of their ass yeah, well, you, you, the guest I've got confirmed for the roundtable, you'll love then because he's very much in the camp of this is the worst thing since A Phantom Menace. Um, oh, please, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, you'll have fun. Attack of the Clones was worse yeah. than this. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The Sith was pretty bad too. Yes. Oh, no, that was a great one. Um, the other two. Well, it was the best out of the prequels. Um, but, oh, actually, news.com.au, the guy that reviewed the uh, last Jedi, he said it is the worst style. He, and the headline actually said, um, effing terrible or something like that. Um, I might even have it still on, up on my phone. Um, no, um, this, Mark this, Hamill. This is exciting. No, I can't Podcasting. <laughs> Sorry. I can't find what? it. But he, he basically said it was effing horrible and it was rubbish, blah, blah, blah. And he, he just absolutely went to town. And I even posted it on Twitter saying, I think this guy needs a hug. It was like someone had really, really upset him. And he said Force of Awakens was horrible as well. And it just says to me, it's like, mate, I think you're taking things a little bit too seriously. That's, and that's what I so, and that probably segues nicely to a couple of tweets you made today, Sam. So I'm interested in your perspective on A, how you found the movie and um, how you believe people should be reacting to it. Oh, 
what did I think of the movie? Yeah. Uh, Jesus, where to start? Uh, Oaken? Well, too long, narratively broken. Um, <laughs> nowhere near as good as the original trilogy. It's just, it was just derivative garbage. No, it's, I really liked it. <laughs> I had to say, I think, I, hold on. You play with my mind. Yeah, I am. That's exactly what I do, David. That's right. That's what I do. <laughs> um, these are not the droids you're looking for. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see how people would react um, a certain way to it, especially mm. with all of the – there's a lot of unanswered questions from a, a Force Awakens or the Force mm. Awakens. There's been an awful lot of conjecture uh, – I've mispronounced that, but never mind uh, – about – all of these mysteries, all of these unanswered questions. What is it? Is it this? Is it that? Ooh, it's stuff it's that they're allowing to be told in um, ex expanded universe type content. Yeah, there's there's been let's just say there's been a lot of chatter, and I think a lot of the apart from just the, the, the grumpy old farts who, well, it's not as good as the original um, Brian Johnson ruined my childhood, blah, blah, blah. Apart from people <laughs> along those lines, um, it's what I said before about expectations um, or what Yoda said to Luke. Um, dudes, you, uh, I can't remember what Luke said, but Yoda's response was, uh, paraphrasing, uh, what's in there is, is only what you take with you. Well, Oh, from Don't Empire when he goes into the... Exactly. Don't take anything in with you. Just just go in there and let it wash over you. Mm. Take it for what it is. Not, not what you hope it would be, not what you and your, and your friends um, with drinking mm. too much coffee or too much Coke came up with. Just, yep. just let, it, let it be what it is and see if you like it. And if mm -hmm. you don't, you don't. And that's fine. There's yep. nothing wrong with that. I mean, you might want to rate it um, below Caravan of Courage. I don't know. Mm. Don't care. That's, but it's your opinion, and you're entitled to it, and it's just as valid as anyone else's, but mine's better. Just so <laughs> it Yeah. Uh, it's, look, and, and the thing is, and I'll, and I'll put it simply, is, and I said it before, is if you really have that many issues with the movie, pull your head out of your ass. Star Wars originally was made as a family movie type adventure. Right. I mean, let's look at it that way. Um, George Lucas came out and I remember reading an interview. He said, it's, you know, Star Wars has always been more of a kid's movie type adventure movie. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not everyone has to be blah, blah, blah. It's so... Don't take it so seriously. Mm. You don't go into watching Shrek and expect it to be the world's greatest freaking movie. It's it's Shrek. It's a cartoon movie for kids. You know, it's Star Wars. If you can't go in and sit down and watch a Star Wars movie and not expect it to be just a Star Wars movie, well, then I think you've got some issues. And he's saying that I did find that article. He, he, the title of it, The Last Jedi, is fucking awful is the title of his news.com.au article, the review. And he even says uh, Rogue, Rogue One from last year, which everybody loves. Um, he hated it. He yeah, hated Rogue well, One so last he's a, year. He's a gobstone. So clearly, this, this guy's just got massive yeah. issues. So if you're out there and you like that sort of guy, 
maybe have a good look at yourself before you start bloody going off your head at a movie. Yeah. I think you've got some other issues. I mean, it's not... I mean, I had some issues with the movie, and I agree. I think maybe it was a touch too long. Um, I was thinking it was starting to drag a little bit towards the end. Yeah. But, you know, there's certain scenes in there I think were just added in there just as padding as well. But at the end of the day, it was it was a perfectly good, enjoyable Star Wars film. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back is still my favourite movie. I don't think this touches Empire in a long way, but I still think it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it is. And I, I, mm. I'd say Rogue One, personally, I would rate marginally above it, but not by a lot. I just really liked Rogue One. But mm. um, And otherwise, the, the only things that annoy me as well documented on this podcast is I, I – and I need to suspend disbelief more effectively. It's just the whole I've, – I've never coped with the AT-ATs or the ATATs as far as why you'd – they're just a design nightmare. I just don't understand why anyone thought they were a good weapon. Um, let's put things on these gangly four legs that can trip over a log. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, if if you saw one of those coming towards you down the street, I, I think you probably, as just as a, a normal human being, I think you probably find it quite terrifying. Yeah, and also psychologically, quite, uh, you'd be I, quite dead. Yeah, I agree with mm. you there. I agree with you psychologically. They look intimidating. You're quite right. But I, I would just but make aluminium ones and drop them and let them walk towards you and get shot down rather than actually making them fully functional things that just trip over. Well, the important thing to remember, whether it's Godzilla or uh, an AT-AT, is don't run away from it. Run to the left or right, you idiot. That's, that's <laughs> right. But, yeah, no, I, I yeah. thought it was, a good, it was a lot of good fun. I'm glad I went and see I'm going to see it a second time. Um, there, And one of the things... Uh, and our, one of our guests is, is really taken affront with is the um, humour, and you know it's it's really shitting on the canon. Use the c word, and it's like I thought the humour kicked ass from the very start. Um, there was some good laughs in there. I, I, I again, pull your head out of your ass, mate. <laughs> well, hold on, you've got to get on a podcast with him, in January. So don't be too harsh. Yeah, no, well, um, and his name's well, David I, as well. We all need yeah. to, to be rational. Come. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just at the end of the day, mate, it, it, it's humour. Bloody, go watch the um, scene where Yoda first pops up in Empire Strikes Back again. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Where he pretends to be just this crazy homeless hermit Yeah, that's true. Thingy. And it just looks like... Yeah. Go watch that again and tell me that wasn't funny. And I kept waiting, enjoyable. For, I kept waiting for Fozzie Bear and Kermit the Frog to turn up in that scene. <laughs> there's yeah. been slaps of humor all the way through yeah. the movies. Yeah. Some sometimes it's been there's been more, there's been less. Some of it's been um, more successful. Some of it hasn't yep. been. Three PO yep. uh, in that uh, in that tangle of wires laying on his back is yeah. probably fun. R two and three PO from the word go. Yeah, the, the I mean, start always, of episode four. It, it's always been there. I'm sorry, yeah. but saying that the jokes and everything aren't part of the Star Wars universe. I'm sorry, you've got no leg to stand on. Exactly. You've got you've got two robots that bicker like a married couple. Yeah. I mean, how, how is that not supposed to be humorous? It's it's literally slaps old school slapstick humor. And the very yeah. first the very first joke in the last Jedi is perfect slapstick humor. I, I laugh my head off mm. as did most of the yeah. theater. So Yeah. Well, it's the incongruity as well. Yes. All but also it's entirely consistent with um, it, it's what? totally consistent with uh, with the, the relevant characters from mm. Force Awakens because that's yep. it's actually kind of a callback. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's also showing a new generation style as well. So I I can't can't say much more about ruining... But God, we are itching to talk about this. Yes, and we will in January. So, Uh, so yeah. So three fun thumbs up. And if you're listening to this, Dave, we're still looking forward to having you on in January. Just I'll um, argue. I will argue with you. Oh, no. Tell me that's not so. (laughs) I will debate. I will not argue. Now, to Dave's Dave's credit, he said to me, well, I I will start doing my research now. My response to him was, we're not that sort of podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a, a little bit of research might come in useful. Yeah, but I just, you know, I didn't want him to worry too much. No. Uh, all right. Um, games or peripherals we want Santa to bring. Uh, Simon, you first. Uh, well, I'm, I'm my own personal Santa. I've already got everything I need. In fact, I've got a bit too much of it. So I may actually be eBay Santa and start selling some crap very early in the new year. Very good. <laughs> and Ben? Uh, I'd like a new monitor. That'd be nice. You lie. You want a green screen is what you want. You want a green screen. I already got a green screen. I thought you wanted the pull-up one from... um, Oh, no, I'd I'd like that one as well, but that's not available in Australia yet. Um, But, yeah, no, I'd like... uh, I actually do need a new monitor. It's something I have been eyeing off at the stores. I just haven't found one that I like quite enough to fork out six, seven hundred dollars on yet because... Has to be minimum twenty seven inches. Uh, needs you know, a couple of HDMI ports on it on the back of it as well as uh, DVI and stuff like that. Because um, I'm going to be connecting multiple consoles and the PC to it as well. Um, so yeah, um, that's kind. That's pretty much the big thing I'm after at the moment. Oh, what about you, David? I just want a working PS4, and um, when I do secure <laughs> more employment, I probably will finally pick up a Switch. But um, beyond that, yeah, not a lot. So if, if anyone wants uh, an unemployed musician, uh, David is open to oh, I'm your guy. That's right. <laughs> I do theme tunes. All 29, <laughs> all 29 Flashpoint theme tunes in its history were done by me. So that, <laughs> that mightn't be a, a good reference, actually. But anyway. Um, okay, just... And DC... Expanded universe, I'm assuming you use DC expanded universe shake up at Warner Brothers. I'm guessing that's you, Simon. You're the DC man. Moi. Well, I don't. I, I don't think, actually think we've got time to really go into this because no, it's quite. Probably a long. Do. Okay. Well, why don't we save that for but next one? It, mm. it, it yeah. suffices to say that um, they weren't happy with Justice League and Zack Snyder got fired. No, Zack Snyder didn't no. get fired. Actually, Zack Snyder got well and truly screwed by the uh, the current president of Warner Brothers. They, they the, the Warner Brothers board and the president have effectively stuffed things up through their interference, um, basically mm. from um, Man of Steel onwards. Yeah, well, they considering didn't... I don't like any of Zack Snyder's movies, uh, Man of Steel... What about Watchmen? I didn't like it. Really? Who the hell are you? Didn't like it. Didn't like 300. What? Yep. 300 was fucking garbage. It was basically just gay porn for an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> you're, you're angry because you got a bit turned on, are you? Yeah. Huh? Hey, I'm on? comfortable with my sexuality. There was, was just zero story to that thing. It was I, terrible. I, I liked the English patient, though. I thought it was good. Did he do that? No. Did he do that? No. <laughs> 
How's that even relevant? It's <laughs> the only movie you remember. I've never seen it either. I just thought I'd throw that in. I, I, well, if you if you think Star, the new Star Wait, Wars did movie, he do Sin City? Did he do what? Sin City? Uh, the first Sin don't, City movie? Don't know. I don't think so. I think he did oh, Sex okay. in the City, the movie, but no. Okay, let's move on to <laughs> winding on. the podcast up because yeah, David, his lost the plot. And I mean, I, yeah. I would love to talk about the Fox Disney merger, but that could be another whole podcast on its own as well. Um, the only the last pop culture thing I wanted to mention was uh, trailers, the Infinity War trailer. I thought looked pretty damn good. The Avengers Infinity oh. War. Yes, that does look very good. Uh, also on that sort of topic, uh, the Punisher Netflix series. I watched about half of it. Um, the half I've watched has been very good. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything else at the moment. No. Yeah, and the Black Panther, the Black Panther movie trailer left me. Oh, cold. Oh, that looks really cool, man. Yeah, see, I don't Just, know why yeah. it left me cold. I don't know why. Oh no, no, I'm. I didn't read too much into the trailer, but the whole art design and everything that they've got going on for all the characters and everything that looks just really cool. So I'm hoping it's going to be a good movie. Mm. I'll tell oh, you. I what haven't seen Thor Ragnarok either yet, so mm. no. Same. Oh, love that movie. If although if you if you're not sure about humor in your movies, you may not like Thor Ragnarok because there's some jokes in there. Sorry. Yeah, there's. Probably a few more jokes in there than you used to. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what did leave me cold was uh, the the trailers that we had to sit through. Apart from the um, the one with Thanos without a hat, he looks stupid without a hat. <laughs> uh, was we got treated to three trailers back to back for Pitch Perfect three. Oh, so I love that movie. it's not out yet, David. No, I know. Uh, I will. I know. I love it. Anyway, keep going. You're a pathetic vestige of <laughs> human being. Do you know that? Oh, Shaking the, my head. The first two are great. How, how bad can the third one be? Right. Well, if the trailer's anything to go by, it was just. So if you're going to anyway, if you're going to um, to see it in Australia and you're going to a village cinema, be prepared. You may be subjected to far more of that total garbage than you were really prepared for so have a beer or two before you go in mm. i'd like to talk at some stage about the, the amount of ads like even midnight screening um 30 minutes of ads with two trailers yeah it just it, it drives was, me batty it was something like that at readings for me and i went to a morning session at nine forty-five on sunday yeah um <laughs> and the movie didn't start until i think it was quarter past 20 past uh, 10 yeah there's a lot of trailers. I went to a 6 p.m. screening, and uh, there was a queue right out the door and almost round the corner. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't for Star Wars. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> there was a there was a premiere of some uh, the, whoever did Priscilla something oh, yeah. some the dessert. Uh, the room. No. <laughs> Disaster no. artist. Artist. No. No. Even a fake Tommy Wiseau, I cannot watch. Uh, holy crap. That's doing oh, better Oh, hi, than Mark. Okay. Stop it. No. Wind the show up quickly before he gets into, um, into camp. No, I was just trying to think of something I was going to say about um, trailers. But Oh, um, Ready Player One was the the last trailer. So oh, I've, I've read that book yeah. twice. Um, the second trailer looks very, very promising, looks very true to the material. Um, I'm excited at this stage, but you just never know. Spielberg might fuck it up, but I'm hoping he doesn't. 
you, you never do know. All I can say is I've never read Ready Player One. However, I have listened to it about half a dozen times uh, on Audible. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Get your free 30-day trial nah, today. We, we don't get any. We don't get it. I'd love <laughs> no, to do I'm, Audible. You know, like, I actually do have a copy of the Ready Player One on the book around here it's somewhere. I have just read, no idea where it is. read by Will freaking Wheaton. He does a Oh, really? Yeah, he does a great job. <gasps> Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Critical Role podcast. I'm going to have to put you on hold now. I've got new listening material. Yeah, it's a great look. It's a great book, and I'm sure the yeah Will Wheaton reading it's excellent as well. So the movie looks good. Mm. Yes. Um. All right. Hopefully, Will's in it. You never know. You should be. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I might. Sorry. Very briefly, my 2018 prediction is that there's at least a 50 percent chance of Stan Lee dying. So, well, he's what wow. 99 now or something? He's not, if you're 95, I think it is 96. 95, maybe. yeah, I, I, I think those are pretty good odds. Yeah, <laughs> I only do safe predictions. Um, as uh, my prediction is EA is going to royally screw up next year. Well, that's an even safer mm. prediction. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> mm. All right, we're done as always. Uh, it's lovely to hear your opinions. And remember, we need at least three people to shout out for us to do the roundtable. Um, but otherwise... Or we'll do it anyway. Or we'll do it anyway. Um, yeah. But, yeah, please feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit our Facebook page. Um, and I actually put your post today on the Facebook page, Facebook page Simon, with the, the Star Wars spoiler. I thought that was damn funny. Can, can you put it on the Facebook page as well? Yeah, the Facebook. Uh, look... I'm, re- I'm registering that domain right now. Yeah, okay. I'm registering that domain right now. You can also follow us on Twitter. My handle is the Oceanic Gamer. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL, which is where I got the, the Star Wars spoiler pick from. And Ben tweets under the Spawny 13 and live streams on Twitch TV. Although you hate Destiny 2 now, so I'm sure you're not doing as much of that. No, I'll have to find someone else to play and stream now. That's right. <laughs> um, all the previous episodes are on iTunes, or at least the last 50 are, and we're also on Stitcher, Google Play, and Pocket Cast. So thanks very much for listening, and thank you, Simon and Ben, for a great year. Thank, thank you. you. Merry Christmas and all that shit. Um, have a great week. Merry Kwanzaa. Yeah. <laughs> and Festivus. Don't forget Festivus. So have a great week and remember you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing or your PS4 shits itself. Good night. Good night. Happy life day. (laughs) Bye-bye. The ability to speak does not make one intelligent.